This is Isabel and San Dimas, Conversations with Neighbors. This is a podcast to spark conversations among neighbors about happenings in and around San Dimas. I am Isabel in San Dimas, and I'm happy to be one of your neighbors. Today, I want to talk to you about a potential development that has been proposed for the Bonita Cataract lot. It's called Pioneer Square, and it has been proposed by a group called Creative Housing Associates. Creative Housing Associates, or CHA, as I will refer to them in the rest of this episode, is one of the team of developers that has submitted a plan to the city for the Bonita Cataract lot. Now, the reason I'm going to talk about their proposal is because uh, they are actually the only developer that reached out to me and my husband, Phil, through the No Big Hotel effort. So I can't speak to the other proposals. I can't tell you about the other two that are coming up through the pipeline. Um, But I do want to talk to you about Pioneer Square as submitted by CHA. Also, I just want to preface this show by saying that not every episode is going to be about downtown and development issues. You may or may not be interested in this, but I am bringing this up today because it is timely as the city will be reviewing um, these proposals in the near future at their city council meeting on December 10th. So just to catch you up, if you first, if you haven't listened to my episode on November 18th about No Big Hotel, I suggest that you listen to that just to get a little bit more of an in-depth background about the history of the vacant lot at Bonita and Cataract and how and why my husband Phil and I got involved. Um, If you already listened to that episode, I'll just give you a brief summary. About a year ago in fall of 2018, Phil and I started the grassroots no big hotel effort. Um, We started it because as Brand new parents to our infant twins, um, we saw the potential building of another commercial four-story hotel in downtown to be a real disservice to the town of San Dimas. And as we were starting our family, we um, really felt that it was important for us to get involved. People might think we're crazy for doing that with such young kids. But for us, it was really about our investment in our town for our family to make Sandy Miss the best that it could be. So we started the No Big Hotel effort. We ordered a bunch of orange yard signs, uh, rallied the community and neighbors together to sign a petition. People came out to the council meetings to speak out against the four-story Fairfield Hotel that was being proposed. And uh, Successfully, we got the council to consider hiring a consultant to consider other options. Earlier this summer in 2019, the founder of CHA, Michael Deaton, had heard about the No Big Hotel effort, and they were interested in submitting a proposal to the city of San Dimas for the Bonita Cataract lot. And, you know, wisely, I think, before they went about submitting their proposal. They wanted to talk to residents about why we didn't want to see the Fairfield Inn and what we might be excited about instead. So at first, it was just me and Phil. We met with Mr. Deaton, and little by little, we got groups of neighbors together to also meet with the CHA team. And through our conversations, um, we really felt excited and hopeful for this opportunity to talk to the CHA team. Also, I should mention that their team included the Tessier family, which has been responsible for restoring the Claremont Packing House and making Claremont 
a vibrant downtown spot that many of us go to to this day. So just the thought of having the creators and owners of the Claremont Packing House interested and wanting to come to downtown San Dimas was exciting for us. So we saw these meetings as um, kind of a mutual exchange. It wasn't beneficial to just one party or the other. We really saw it as an opportunity for CHA to share their proposals with us, to get their plan out there to the community, garner some support, and also an opportunity for us as the community to have a voice to weigh in on their plan and give feedback and suggestions. And I was really pleased to find that the CHA team seemed genuinely interested in hearing what we had to say as the community and significant stakeholders in this project. And I think part of that is because CHA doesn't see themselves as any other, quote, developer. They really see themselves as town builders. They believe in the importance of incorporating the community into their plans and creating a space that's going to benefit the neighboring areas, the the community that that they're um, creations, their developments serve. So um, it's really about building a town together between CHA, the community, and the city. And that's um, a very strong message that we've gotten from them throughout this process. So I want to kind of talk to you a little bit about what their plan includes so you can start to envision what Mr. Deedon and the CHA team have in mind for downtown San Dimas. And you can think about if this sounds exciting to you. So their plan includes uh, several restaurants and retail vendors on the first floor. They have a lot of open air plazas and walkways, uh, family friendly fountains. Uh, They want to keep a lot of the current trees and greenery. They do propose some housing on the side of the lot closest to the park. With the housing adjacent to the park, they'd also like to create a sort of flow between Pioneer Park and the developed area so that there's um, a relationship between the park and the plazas and, and really have it be family and community oriented as well as a boutique hotel on one of the corners. And lastly, a Roman's bookstore as an anchor shop for um, this Pioneer Square plan that they have. So to dive a little bit deeper into each of these areas, as far as restaurants go, you know, I just talked about this in the episode last week. I've heard over and over and talking to my neighbors that San Dimas residents want more restaurants downtown. And while CHA says that they want to bring restaurants, they actually have some restaurants in mind. So one of their partners in the proposal that they've submitted to the city includes the owner and operator of Cassell's Hamburgers, which is in downtown. So they want to bring a branch to San Dimas. Um, and Mr. Deedon has also spoken with some locally owned businesses, such as the owners at Railside Cafe and Twisted Sage, um, about potentially opening up additional locations at Bonita and Cataract. And they've also talked with other nearby coffee and boba spots about coming to San Dimas as well. As far as the open plazas and walkways, I love that idea. As you know, I have a family, I have a dog, and I think this is going to be a great place for families like mine and 
other families in the neighborhood to just simply go out for a walk, walk through downtown, um, take a seat on a bench, let the kids play in the fountain and then, you know, run over to Pioneer Park right after just a place to hang out. And um, CHA and Mr. Deaton often like to call their plans quote, living rooms in the city. So it's kind of like an open air living room for downtown San Dimas, if you can imagine that. So as far as the housing goes, they they included housing as part of their plan as a way to buffer and soften the development as it reaches the neighborhood. As you may know, there are single family homes just real close to the property over on railway um, and down cataract. So as this development reaches the neighborhood, um, adding some condos on the park side was their way of transitioning from the restaurant retail part into um, the quieter neighborhood part. Um, They also wanted to add some housing so that we could have some eyes on the park. As you may know, the park may not always be the safest or best place to be at different hours of the day. So by having housing right next to the park, the idea is that the residents in those townhomes or condos or whatever are going to, you know, keep an eye on the park and help to keep that area a little bit safer. Um, You're going to have residents looking out for that area. And lastly, as my guest James Dunsmore said last week, it takes villagers to make a village. So as restaurants and other retail vendors come into this potential property, um, they're going to want to see potential customers, villagers, which would be provided by the housing. There is also a hotel that's part of this proposal. Again, the hotel is going to bring in some villagers to make this village. And I kind of see this as a compromise. Personally, I don't think a hotel is necessary, but I think it is a win for the city and the community. Um, One for the city, the city is going to get transit occupancy tax, which is one of the main reasons they wanted to see the Fairfield Inn at that lot anyway, is because, as you know, the city's revenue has plateaued and they're looking for ways to increase their revenue. So by having a hotel at that lot, the city will likely see the proposal as a little bit more desirable because there will be a benefit to a transit occupancy tax coming directly to the city. Also, I see this as a win for the community because it's going to have a much smaller footprint than the Fairfield Inn. The Fairfield Inn proposal, if you saw the design, was basically a four-story box in the middle of a parking lot. So this is actually the hotel that they're proposing is actually going to be much smaller, no more than three stories. It's going to have tasteful architecture and it's going to be a higher end hotel than what's currently offered. So I think it'll really um, jive a lot better with the overall design of the property. And based on some preliminary research that Phil and I have done, it looks like the transit occupancy tax that will be generated by uh, the hotel proposed by Pioneer Square is going to be about the same as the tax generated by the Fairfield Inn project that was proposed last year. So if we're looking at this project overall compared to the Fairfield Inn, um, it really looks like this project is going to generate more revenue in general because there's also the property tax and the sales tax that will be an added benefit to the city. 
An additional benefit of having a hotel on that property is the uh, 24-hour security that it's going to bring with it. So it's going to bring more security, more eyes on the street, more patrons for the restaurants and retail. So hopefully a um, a winning combination. <laughs> and lastly, I just want to mention Roman's Bookstore, which is definitely a gem for the greater Los Angeles area. It's a community-oriented bookstore. They host events, book signings, readings, children's programs, and I think it could be really add a lot um, as far as vibrancy to the community. Um, during one of our meetings with CHA and their team, we had the opportunity to talk with the CEO of Roman's Bookstore, um, and what she said is that the reason she's willing to come to San Dimas is because she trusts Mr. Deedon and his team. She trusts this developer and she wouldn't just bring a Romans to any old town, any old development. She really wants to be thoughtful about where her uh, bookstores land and she felt that this was a great fit. So you may be wondering about the parking. All of the parking for this project is going to be underground. So all the restaurants, housing, hotel, this is going to be built on the ground level and the parking will all be underground accessible by, I believe, two entrances. And the idea was that, you know, as the gold lines coming in, CHA and their team really want to make this place a transit oriented location. So the idea is that Automobiles are optional. So the parking is going to be underground, kind of hidden from sight, and um, patrons can walk from the neighborhood or take the gold line from neighboring cities and um, really benefit from the Pioneer Square development that's coming in. And of course, you might be wondering about the architecture or design of this proposal. If you visit my website at isabelinsandemis.com slash pioneer square, you'll see the cover photo is just a sketch, a draft of what the CHA team is thinking it might look like. Um, in general, I'd say it's a very thoughtful design. They try to keep in mind the historical downtown. Um, none of the buildings are going to be more than three stories, so it'll be a combination of one, two, and three stories. Um, they want to use quality materials, and, and the sense, the vibe that they want to give off is that Pioneer Square has been here forever. So, you know, they want people to walk through this development and think, wow, it looks like it's been part of downtown San Dimas since the beginning. Um, so they really have a careful architectural design that's visually interesting. And I, I personally was very pleased to see the plan. And I think, um, you would be too if you had a chance to really look at it, which hopefully you will in the near future if, if, um, these plans become public. I want to talk a little bit about why I think CHA is a good developer to go with. As I mentioned earlier, they are community oriented and on their website, part of their mission is to create innovative places that matter. So in talking with some of my other neighbors who've seen the plan, you know, we really felt that CHA was the right team and developer to come into San Dimas. So, you know, for the Fairfield Inn, Marriott was going to come and just plop a four-story hotel right in the middle of downtown without any conversations, without any regard to the community, whereas CHA really seemed open to listening to the community's feedback. They reached out to the 
neighbors to get a sense of what we were looking for and what what could Sandy Miss benefit from? CHA seems to care about the different stakeholders, not just themselves. They seem to be interested in what is going to benefit the city and the community. And they have a proven track record. I'm not just, you know, spewing out information that they've given me. They worked on the Mission Meridian Village in South Pasadena and other similar projects. Um, they're a developer that is willing to restore historic buildings, work with the neighborhood so that their designs are sensitive and meaningful. So those are the reasons why I feel like CHA is the right developer. The, the plan might change over time. Um, little details might change here and there, but I think that we as Sandy Miss want to make sure we have the right team that's going to come in and, and take good care of our city. As James mentioned in my episode last week, you know, the Bonita Cataract lot has such transformative potential. The city has control over it and and they have the potential to steer the city towards revitalization or to maintain the status quo. And as James said, progress and change are going to happen, but I don't think they have to be bad or scary. So as long as changes are made tastefully and thoughtfully, uh, I think it could be a real benefit to the city. And I do believe that CHA would do this. So in hearing me talk about this today and in previous issues, if this seems like something you're interested in or you care about, please join me, my husband, Phil, and other No Big Hotel supporters at the council meeting on December 10th. Sometimes I get the sense from the council that they think we're a minority, that they think we're the only people who don't want to see a hotel downtown. They think that most people in San Dimas want the Fairfield to come in. Um, I don't think that's true. So if you want to be part of this movement, please join us. Tell the city what your thoughts are. Uh, if you disagree with me, come to the meeting and tell the city what your thoughts are. That's totally fine too. I just want to get people engaged and interested because this is our town. This is our downtown. Um, what happens there matters and is going to be there for a very long time. Now I want to invite my husband, Phil, on the show for a little segment called Phil's Two Cents. We wanted to play around with this idea, um, you know, Phil helps me record every episode. He listens to everything I say on this show. Um, and sometimes he's interested in the topic and sometimes he's not. But today is a topic that he does care about. So I'm going to invite him in to give us his two cents and then we'll wrap up. Hey, Sandy, Miss Neighbors. Phil back here. And thanks, Isabel, for letting me share a couple of my thoughts as well. As Isabel mentioned, I have been a part of this since the beginning and as soon as CHA showed us what their vision was, it was so exciting for me. And just imagining what downtown San Dimas could be. And really from the beginning, my goal or my dream was that this vacant lot could be turned into something that would be a community-centric project. Something that I would want to take my family down to, to hang out in the night on the weekends, multiple times a week. And CHA's project is exactly what that is. I will say, though, that we don't know exactly what the current proposals are from the other uh, developers. We know, according to the agenda for Tuesday's meeting, that there still are two other people or two other groups that are proposing projects. One is still the fine hospitality group that 
proposed the Fairfield Inn. And that was the project we kind of raised our voices against because it was a the big hotel in a parking lot with a couple shops, shops on the corner. Now, I don't know if they've changed their plans much, and I don't know what the other proposal is. But if there's another proposal or another developer that's going to create something that is better than CHAs, that is great. Whatever it takes to make Sandy Miss better for everyone. I also want to just mention, because I know there's a lot of people out there that want San Dimas to stay the same. And I understand that. And a big development like this, or any development, feels like it might change San Dimas for the worse. The fact of the matter is, though, that this vacant lot is going to be sold. San Dimas, the city, has to sell it in the next couple of years. So they are going to sell it. They're going to try to make money from it. It is going to be developed with the way that housing and everything's going in California, the, there's a chance or some might say a risk of high, de- high density housing being put in in the future. So CHA's proposal is not only just good in itself for the city of San Dimas and the community, but it also prevents something worse coming in the future, something that's higher density or something that we might regret if we don't decide on something like this right now. And so I think that's one way to look at it if you're just uh, against any sort of development is that knowing that this lot is going to be developed and it's inevitable. And so let's pick something that's the best for, for everyone involved. And that's ultimately why I personally came around to the idea of having a hotel in the project or lower density housing because I realize it is a compromise and the city, they want their TOT tax. And so this CHA plan, it provides the TOT tax plus all of the other benefits that I personally want and I think most people in the city want as well. One of the cool things that Isabel didn't mention about them too is that they are owner operators. Typically, developers will just build whatever they're building. They'll pass it over to owners who lease out the buildings to pretty much any tenant that will come in. But as they do with the Claremont Packing House, they will own it and operate it. So they really care about who goes in, making sure that the the each restaurant space or retail space are filled and filled with a good variety of different types of shops and restaurants uh, that will really benefit the city. And that's what I, uh, one of the other reasons that I trust them is because they're not just going to build it and then sell it and leave. They really are going to be here with us for the long run and they want to make it good. They want to make it last and, and be good for the city for the long run. At the end of the day, the craziest thing I think is that a year ago or so when we started the No Big Hotel campaign, the city was about to proceed with that plan and there were no other proposals that were an option. And now thanks to many of the community members out there, maybe some of you listening who spoke up at a council meeting or sent an email to your council members, they went out and reached out for more proposals. And we have proposals. We have other proposals, including the CHA one, 
that is a community-centric one. It has proper financial backing with an amazing team who has who have done amazing projects around Southern California, and they want to do this in San Dimas. As I mentioned before, I don't know what the other proposals are. All I know is the original Fairfield Inn proposal was a big four-story, 100-plus room hotel in a parking lot with a couple spots for a shop or restaurants on the corner. The one from CHA is a masterpiece. If you look at the rendering uh, on Isabel's website, it has a giant town square, underground parking, so there's more space for more restaurants and more shops, fountains, it saves the oak trees in the vacant lot, adds more trees, it connects the park to the town square, so it's all fluid, and it's a smaller boutique hotel that is more in line with what I picture San Dimas wanting to look like in the future. And I truly believe if you ask anybody in San Dimas and you showed them the two proposals, they're going to want the one from CHA. And the last thing I'll just mention so you can start to envision really what this might feel like. One of the things we did with Jerry Tessier, who's part of the team uh, who did the Claremont Packing House, was we did a little tour over in Claremont. And I know most of you listening have probably been to Claremont. And if you've been in that town square near the Lemley Theater. Beautiful fountain, benches, trees, lots of restaurants, always happening. Young people, old people, such a great space. We were standing there and they were telling us, this is the vibe we're going for. We're going to make it San Dimas. We're going to make sure it fits in with the San Dimas downtown. But it's going to feel like this, but it's going to be even better. And when I thought about that, if it could, if we could have anything close to a Claremont-style square in San Dimas, I would be great. But if it could be even better, I am on board with that. So if that sounds exciting for you, I do hope that you reach out to the council members or come out to the meeting on Tuesday and share your thoughts too. Thanks, Phil. So what do you think about the Pioneer Square proposal? Are you interested, turned off by it? I love to hear your comments on my website, isabelandsandemus.com slash Pioneer Square. Let me know what you really think. I want to hear you. Also, even more important than me, I think it's really important that if you care about this issue to let your city and city council members know. As I said earlier in this episode, there is a council meeting this Tuesday, December 10th at 7 p.m. at City Hall. And this is a really important meeting because the council is going to be hearing about this proposal as well as two others. And this meeting can really make or break what direction the council ends up going. So if you liked this, if you care about this topic, please, I urge you to join us on Tuesday. Address the city council. Um, let your voice be heard. I think it's really important. All right. So updates and upcoming events. If you listen to my episode about the proposed sales tax that will be showing up on the March 2020 ballot, I just wanted to let you know that the city has published some additional information onto their website. I have a link to that on my show notes for the sales tax episode. You can find that at isabelinsandemus.com slash tax. In the show notes, you'll see an update with the link to the city's information about uh, just more information about the sales tax in general 
general and what sorts of services will benefit from this additional tax revenue. I also wanted to update you on the candidates who will be running for mayor and city council in March. So for mayor, I actually missed someone in the past few weeks because uh, his name was listed on the second page and I was only looking at the first page of the election bulletin. So for mayor, we have current council member Emmett Badar and also a challenger, Mr. Bobby Mathis running. So that will be an interesting race. And for city council, we currently have council member John Ebener, as well as Gil Gonzalez, Emma Ramirez running for city council. Mr. David Estrada has pulled papers to run for council, but has not yet filed. So we will see in the next few days if he files his papers and officially joins the race. Stay tuned for that. A reminder that the San Dimas Historical Society Holiday Boutique is going on throughout December in the Walker House open 12 to 4 on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Also, the holiday extravaganza will be held on Saturday, December 7th from 4 to 9 p.m. in downtown San Dimas. Lastly, Railside Cafe is hosting their first annual toy drive on Saturday, December 14th from 2.30 to 5 p.m. Bring a toy, visit with Santa, and have some coffee. All donations will benefit Serenity Incorporated. My personal tidbit for the week is that I got a special email from none other than San Dimas's Bill and Ted, and they want me to do an episode about them. So that will probably be coming up in the pipeline, and I unfortunately have to admit I haven't seen the movie. So I'm going to have to do some research, watch the movie, and tell you guys what I think about it. Then you'll be able to call me a true San Dimas resident. Thanks for joining me today. I am Isabel and San Dimas. If you like the show, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend or neighbor. And I always invite you to drop me a line on my website, isabelandsandimas.com, if there's anything you'd like to hear about in a future episode. I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye-bye.